Hello and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. Here, we believe success is inevitable and everything is possible. On each episode, we get real about the entrepreneurial journey and look at what it means to lean into your intuition, feel in alignment with your business, have coffee with resistance, and trust in abundance. We answer the tough questions. How can we show up authentically in business, with integrity in relationships, deeply seeking in our spiritual practice, and with grace in motherhood and beyond? This podcast celebrates the anti-hustle healing from toxic productivity, prioritizing rest, and discovering tools that will support both your healing and business growth journeys. Your time and energy are precious resources, so thank you for being here. Your presence is a gift and your business is thanking you. Get ready to get real, get honest, and keep you guys and welcome back to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma, and as always, I'm so happy to be dropping in with you today. This episode is absolute medicine. I am so grateful for Molly, and I hope we'll be seeing lots more of her in the community soon. I want to start by introducing you first to Molly Valent. She is a business mentor, speaker, creative, people connector, and founder of the soft business movement. (sighs) She is a mother of four girls and her and her husband live on their family farm in Maryland. Molly helps women uncover their meaningful work they were meant to do and become soft leaders of their own business that makes an impact on the world around them. Molly's also worked in the online space for more than 19 years. She has extensive experience in social media and is an absolute boss when it comes to all things business growth, and she is supporting people now in such a soft way. And this episode, it was like she was speaking directly to me. So I'm so moved and so grateful to have her here with us today. Before we jump in, there's a lot happening though at Authentic Audience, and I just want to give you a high-level overview for anybody that's excited about what's happening and what's coming for this community. Firstly, we just got back from the most incredible body-mind business retreat in Baja. You can actually get on the wait list for 2024. We'll be going back in December for our annual Body, Mind, Business, Baja Retreat. But if you can't wait that long, because I definitely can't, we're hosting a virtual day-long retreat completely free for self-love, self-care, and self-promotion. January 28th, the Body, Mind, Business virtual retreat kicks off. So stay tuned for more. Nothing's announced on the website yet, but get ready because this is going to be a jam-packed day with some of my absolute favorite people taking care of you guys, body, mind, business, spirit. Now booking 2024 private coaching packages with me. This is truly your last call. If you want to work with me quarterly, monthly, or even weekly in 2024, now's the time to reach out. I am booking those packages. And there's going to be a lot more news on the agency coming soon. I've been keeping some secrets. I've alluded to some things on this pod if you've been listening, but I'm really excited to share what we've been working on in some solo episodes to wrap up this year. So get ready for more soon. But for now, take a deep breath. (sighs) 
soften into your being because Molly is medicine and I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. Hey guys, I'm so excited to talk to you today. I actually haven't recorded an episode in a minute. I got really caught up and had so many episode recordings in a row that I haven't actually had to record. So sitting down and dropping in with our guest today just feels really timely. And I'm really excited to introduce you to Molly. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Please tell me how you're doing today. What's on your heart? Anchor us in. (laughs) Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. You know, it's kind of funny because today is like the first day I have four girls and today is the first day that I have like homeschooled my children. I have one in college, but today's like the first day of not ever, but like this is the first year I haven't been homeschooling kids. So today is the first day I'm like in a quiet house in a really long time. And I'm just, wow, I'm just like savoring it. Like usually there's somebody walking around or, you know, doing stuff. And today I'm like all alone and I'm appreciating that and paying attention to that. It's really nice. Wow. Four girls. I feel like everything I wanted to talk about just shifted. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just deep in the season of being a new mom. My daughter is 13 months. And so Mm. I am in a deep season of shedding this like addiction to my work and Mm -hmm. my business being my number one baby, but yet still having this deep desire to create legacy and have success in my industry as a leader and really finding that balance. And so Mm -hmm. downloading your workbook and meeting you and getting to learn about your business, I just feel like is coming at the perfect time for me. And I find that the perfect time for me is always the perfect time for my listeners. So mm-hmm. it's all about soft business. And I would just love for you to, before we even get into that, share about anything that feels important right now from your motherhood journey as you're sitting here in an empty house, you know, having homeschooled and really prioritized motherhood, like what that mm-hmm. has that contributed to the soft business movement or maybe inspired it? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I think honestly, it's almost like in the last year or so, I've been able to put like a label on how I feel about my work and how I feel about sort of how I move through the world and live. And that word is soft. And I think I've always felt like I have been very much in the online world for 18 years, I think. I mean, I started out at the very beginning when blogs were like just coming on the scene and it was this tight knit community. And, you know, your friend didn't write something that you didn't comment on. Like it was just a very close community. And for me, I always felt this like grand opportunity in front of me to do things. I felt really called to something special and something, you know, I loved being a mom, but I also felt like a call and a pull to do something else as well. And I loved it. Like I loved sort of geeking out over the online world and figuring stuff out for myself and, you know, connecting with people. But at the same time, I had this very strong pull to be offline. And, you know, I live on a farm and I live, you know, in a beautiful place and I love family and I love being outside. And so it was like this sort of love for holding both like this one thing that I love, this online world that was very different from also this desire to 
be like fully unplugged, fully offline. And so for me, it was like figuring out how to hold both of those things together and be present in both things. And like one, not having to mean that the other couldn't exist or the other couldn't be important or I couldn't do the other thing well. I didn't always do it well. There's seasons for sure. But I think for me as a parent and as a mom and all the different hats that I was wearing and where it was allowing myself to sort of be both things that kind of felt contradictory to each other. I feel like you're speaking to my soul right now. Like I can't stress enough how timely this feels. And I just feel really grateful to hear you saying these words that I think all the time. It's sort of like putting words to my fears. And Mm. I believe that we really do have to name things to heal things. And I feel like hearing the words soft business was like, that's it. Yeah. Like that's what I'm supposed to be doing here because just like you – I love my business, just like people listening. Like, it's our calling, it's our passion, it's what I've dedicated the last decade of my life Mm -hmm. to building. And now I've become a mom, I've moved to the beach, and my priorities are shifting. And I find myself leading a room of 500 people in a masterclass. And then the next minute, I'm out at the coast being a mom. And I know that there's room for both to exist, but I feel like nobody's really paved the way for us to do both Yeah, in a way that feels like aligned until I heard this word. And so yeah. how are you now integrating? Because you said it's only been you know a short time since you really claimed the bucket and named it soft business. So how have you really integrated that? And what has the response been like with this sort of angle on things? Because I can imagine it's been awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it really has. I mean, for me, it was kind of a similar experience for you. Like somebody really kind of spoke the word soft over me, which I know sounds kind of weird, but like I had been working with her And she was like, I feel like the word soft is a word that like keeps coming up when I talk to you and it like describes your style. And at that same moment, I had been sort of working in my own business. I was sort of feeling like I was really thinking about like we all deserve to have a successful business. Like everyone is worthy of that. But why do some businesses fail? Like what are the things that are missing for the businesses that fail? And so I was in the process of like working that out and thinking about what the elements were and what I believed. And then, you know, this woman said the word soft to me and I was like, oh my gosh, that's it. And then I went to the paper where I had sort of this big, messy mind map of ideas. And I kid you not, every single letter of soft was on that piece of paper. I was like, okay, this is, it was wild. Like everything just sort of fell into place. And so the response honestly has been overwhelming. Like so many people have come to me and said, like you had me at soft, like that's exactly what I want. I don't want to hustle. I don't want to, you know, create content every single day. Like I do not want to be like at the mercy of my business for the sake of, you know, I love other things. I don't want to just be chained to this business that I want to do that's important to me that I want to work hard at. And so even just the word and I feel like people have been drawn to me and sort of my vibe for a while, for a long time. But this was like people have been like, yes, Like, this is it. Yeah. This is exactly what I want. It has been awesome for me, but it's also like made me feel like excited for like the people that are out there building businesses, that this is what they want. Yeah. This is what they're drawn to. Yeah. And like this shift. It's a gift. Is really exciting to me for sure. 
I agree. I'm so glad that you claimed it because as somebody that's, I know you and I are both marketing strategists. So it's so fun just from like the marketing hat to witness, like you feel that energetic aliveness. Susie McBeast calls it an idea that's an alive idea. Mm -hmm. And you still have to claim it. And that's something that I work with my clients on all the time because we hear these things. We hear these words. We get these messages like soft was just so loud and clear ringing true for you. And yet you still had to like step forward, claim it, Mm -hmm. integrate it into your business and continue to like share and market consistently from this place. So I just want to acknowledge the work that goes into like claiming an alive idea Mm -hmm. And watching it play out from a marketing standpoint is always so fun for me because you can feel it energetically. And a lot of what I talk about in business is the energetics around business. Mm -hmm. And so other people's, the energy of money, like all the different energies that are affecting our business. And when we can align energetically, that's when like this boom, boom, boom flow happens and these alive ideas start to come through. And so I'm just so excited for your future customers and clients as well to be able to, I want the book, you know, I want all of it because it feels like, yes, this is the answer. This is the way. So Mm -hmm. tell us the way. What is it like now integrating this into your life Mm -hmm. specifically? And what are some of the more tactical, like, what does it mean to integrate soft business into your life? I want to talk about like overall first before we get more specific on social because I have a lot of questions there. (laughs) Okay, good. I love it. Like I always say, like I love the heart and I will start at the heart, but then I also love to dig into the strategy, but it's like, oh, we're going tactical, baby. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have the heart figured out. But we got to make them feel first. I know. I'm like, you and I could do some damage like together in a room. Over coffee. (laughs) I'm with Um, you. I feel it. To me, it's like if you don't have the heart part figured out yet, the strategy is pointless. Like the strategy is going to eventually fail you. And so to me, that's like the part that is the most important. And I think it's the hardest work. So people always want to jump into like, okay, what's my logo going to be? And what are my brand colors? And what do I want to create and make and sell? And we get into all of that first. But we have to do the hard work. And so for me, so the S of soft is story because to me and what I have seen in my business and in the women that I coach is that we have to know the experiences, the stories that have led us to who we are and have shaped us and also that lead us to the work that we want to do and the people that we feel called to serve. And, you know, some of those stories will be public facing and some of them will be stories that we share and that we are real and authentic and vulnerable with our audience. Some of those stories are private and personal and they have shaped us deeply and they've shaped who we feel called to serve and to help, but they may not be like outward public, you know, they're stories you sort of hold to yourself and hold on your own. And so for me, like that has been one of the most powerful things for me and powerful things to lead women through is like figuring out what those stories are finding like the thread that runs through all of them and then seeing like, oh my gosh, no wonder I love to do this. And no wonder this is important to me or this group of people I care about so deeply. 
So for me, that has been a big part of even like the feeling of being more grounded in my business and feeling like I feel so in alignment with like my beliefs feel so in alignment with what's coming out of my mouth when I'm on Instagram or when I'm teaching. Like I just launched in September soft business school and I tell the women like every week, I'm like, I have never felt so aligned with a group of women and so aligned in the things that I'm teaching you that like this is like my sweet spot. This is exactly who I want to work with and exactly what I want you to know. Like it is amazing. So I think for your audience and for anyone who's listening, like start with your story, like start figuring out like what is it that has shaped you and brought you to where you are. And then I think the next piece that is so important is really figuring out like, what do I believe? What is my point of view on the world and the way I work in the world? And I mean, write it down on paper, like write down like five things that you believe, because that's the thing that is going to set you apart. There are tons of people who do what we do and people need to know what sets you apart and what sets you apart is what you believe and what you value and how you're different. Like you might say, man, everyone out there is doing it this way, but I think it can be done this way. Or I believe it could be, you know, we can do this some other way. And to me, like those two pieces are magic when they come together. Like when you understand from a deep personal level, why this work is important to you. And then when you figure out like, what do I want to put out into the world and what do I believe? then people are drawn to you. Like I think, I mean, I'm not to go off on a total tangent, but like I'm on my soapbox, but like I always think like we struggle so much with like what our niche is and who do we serve. And, you know, I need to figure out like, okay, I'm not just talking to moms. I'm talking to moms of toddlers who are picky eaters. Like we feel like we have to get narrow, narrow, narrow. And there is a place for that. However, I feel like we are the niche. Like when we are clear on those beliefs and those values and we talk about them and we claim them and we share them publicly and with the world, like our people will come. Like I don't care if you're a mom or if you are a single 30-year-old with no kids. If you align with soft business, you're my person and I want to help you figure out what this looks like in your life. So all of that, like that story, that point of view really, I think, is what are the foundations of a beautiful business that oftentimes we skip over or it's hard work. It can be hard work to do on your own, but I feel like it is vital and it makes such a difference in our lives, in our work, in our feeling of alignment and satisfaction and meaning and impact in our business. Like it is incredible. Yeah. It's so fun to hear you speak so eloquently about things that I also speak to. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that we've come to the same realization and yet have given it different names and different pieces of our method. And yet after being for me in this business almost a decade, I too am coming to this realization that I need to find a leader that's going to show me a different way so that I can then lead my people a different way, right? And so I just really appreciate everything that you're saying, and I feel the exact same way. I am currently leading my fall program is called Shift into Self-Promotion, and it's all about self-love, self-acceptance, self-trust as the shift, as the heart. And then you can commit to your social media posting strategy. You can commit to your email marketing and your newsletter and all of that. And so I love strategy. It's where I come alive. It's where I drop into flow. But 
you're 100% right without the heart, like the heart needs a soapbox because without that shift, I look at data a lot and my strategies are really at the intersection of data and intuition. And Mm -hmm. when I'm in flow, my intuition is the same as this, like it's the same, it's an alignment. And so when the heart is not in alignment, then the data literally shows us that. And we can have two of the exact same, you know, size audiences, similar offerings, great ad creative. And if somebody's not in it, if somebody's not excited about their strategy, if somebody's heart is not you know, if they're in a place of scarcity or self-doubt or all of this resistance that comes up when we're trying to market our gifts, it just doesn't go as well. Yeah, it falls flat. Yeah. And so the two together are just so powerful. And I've realized that time and time again. And when I even started Authentic Audience, like this is the mission of my marketing agency, of the podcast is authenticity wins. Like Mm -hmm. hear it from the experts' mouths. And so I would love to shift gears into social because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I'm with you. Like I feel this every day in terms of especially. So I personally, when it comes to soft business, I have a lot to learn. And I think the area in which I can really support in my authentic niche Mm-hmm. is like getting even more true. Mm-hmm. And the biggest and hardest part for me with what I want to speak to on social is I find we're still doing this thing where we're comparing our insides to other people's outsides. So on social media, I'm comparing my like deepest desires, fears, and securities with what someone else is posting as like their best foot forward. But I'm like comparing myself to that and I'm not understanding like why I feel bad. Yeah, that's so good. And so how we translate, and this is really where I'm at in my own journey, because my social media strategy has always been the number one thing driving business for me. Mm -hmm. So if I'm feeling burnt out or overwhelmed or having a sensitive mom moment, how I merge that with my social media strategy and presence, because the strategy is deeply important to me. Consistency is important. Building relationships, real authentic relationships with my audience are important. But I'm finding I don't know how to show up in a way that truly is going to make that difference or like lift the veil up a little further for what I'm here to show people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I love that. There's like, I think the thing you said, especially about how we compare like our insides and all of our like insecurities to, you know, somebody's best foot forward. That is so real and so true. And like, I struggle with that. Like, I think, you know. Every day. Yeah. And yet I'm totally aware of it. Yeah. I'm comparing my postpartum, you know, hair falling out experience to this Mm -hmm. curated blog of a 26-year-old in London. Yeah. Like why? When I have so much value to share Mm -hmm. and so much depth and so much truth about what you're saying, my stories and the stories that shape us and how we can just like come back and like create a strategy without all that noise. Mm -hmm. Because I think we see it like we're all seeking this. Yeah. It's what we really want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. I totally agree. I think like that's kind of what I was like feeling like I was sort of, for lack of a better word, like raging against was like this idea of 
Well, hustle for sure. I think there is a place for hustle in a soft business, but to me, it's what Yay. it is. It's <laughs> it's like hustle with a purpose, not hustle for the sake of hustle or how it looks to the outside world. Like to me, it's like that is the purpose of hustle in a soft business, and it has a season. Like I have found that it is very easy to say, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just going to be a hard, whatever little season here, and then I'll be done. And then next thing you know, especially as a mom, when these are such like amazing years with your children and, you know, you're like, this is just a season. It's going to be hard for a little bit, but then it's going to get better. And then next thing you know, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, it has been seven years of a hustle season. And suddenly I've, you know, worked away all this time and I've run myself, you know, to burn out. And so to me, in a soft business, it is not weak. It is not like lack of consistency or any of those things. It is like purposeful. It has seasons, but it is also grace. And it is also like, look, at I'm in a postpartum season or I am, you know, caring for an older parent or I, you know, like there's so many seasons where our soft business, like I always say, soft business is fluid and flexible. Like it moves with the season that you're in. But it is not saying that we're not trying hard and working hard and wanting our businesses to be successful. Like that is not it. Right. Well, I think that's such an important distinction, like the difference between soft and weak, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like soft in no way means weak. It means fluid. If anything, it's stronger Mm -hmm. when you allow it to flow with the seasons. And so I think that's just a really important distinction because softening in no way, shape or form, are you saying means weakening? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, to speak to like what you were saying before about what does that look like when you do feel that sort of trap of comparison and you know, comparing your inner to someone's outer. And for me, one of the hard things, especially when I was starting out is anything that's, as I say it, I'm like, this was, what was I thinking? (laughs) But it's like, as I was seeing anyone in my niche or anyone I looked up to doing something and they would like launch something, I'd be like, okay, now I have to launch a membership or now I need to come and do courses. Now I need to have a retreat now, you know, like I felt like I had to do what 10 people were doing. And I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. Like stay in your lane, do what feels good for you. You know, one thing at a time, there is time. Like I always have to tell myself that too, because I can sort of, you know, get sort of head down in the work sometimes. And then it feels like there's a rush, but there is no rush. Like there is time. There is time. I always have to tell myself that, but I think I have to unplug like, (laughs) I have to set it down. I have to turn off my phone a lot of times because I like I love what I do and I feel very connected to the people that are in my community. And so like if I get a message at nine o'clock at night, I kind of want to answer because I care about them. So I really have to be careful with that just because my heart can like run away with itself a little bit. But I do have to stay connected to my offline life. Like I have to do for me, it's creative things with my hands. This year I have like dug into watercolor painting for some reason and I am obsessed with it. And I am like my whole like explore pages, watercolor painters. I'm like, I don't know if that's good for the algorithm or not, but <laughs> this is where I am. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for me, that is part of it too. Like that is part of my business and soft and living my life in a soft way is, you know, finding those things, pulling back, 
being unplugged and like gaining perspective again. Like when I'm so blessed for where I live, I live on a beautiful farm on a big hillside. My grandfather's 96 tomorrow. He'll be 96 and he lives. I know. And he's amazing. He still gets on the tractor and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, we live on top of this beautiful hill with like hardly anything in sight but trees and hills and cows. And like even just that, like even that like reconnection with like sitting on the hill, eating dinner, having a glass of wine with him or whatever it might be, like those kinds of things I pay attention to. I like feel them deeply in the sense of like they are the things that make me feel like reconnected and centered and, you know, really grounded so that when I go back to my business, I feel like I have that perspective. Like I recognize like the people, the tangible people in my life, those experiences, that is really important to me too. And I still feel the connection to them as well. That's, I think, a big part of it as well. When I feel that like comparison and heaviness of my online business, that is one of the keys for me is the offline part. Disconnect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I disconnected in August for the first time. I shared on the podcast that I was experiencing a lot of postpartum OCD for the first time. And Mm -hmm. it just got really loud on social media. And I sort of said to my therapist one day, I was like, if I'm not my OCD and I'm not what people tell me to be on social media, who am I? Mm -hmm. And so I had to really go quiet and think about it during the month of August. And I did. And it was powerful. It was like, I did not want to come back. But I too love what I do. And I missed my community and finding that balance. And you know, I was watching the Kardashians. I use them as an example a lot. I actually really love Kim. And I was watching an episode and it was Courtney that was talking about Kim and she was like, sometimes I think she's like lost sight of what's driving her. She's so driven, mm-hmm. but she has forgotten what's driving her. And I think I had really gotten into that rhythm. Like you said, that seven year stretch, I'm in that like seven year burnout right now yeah. and have come out of it really had, you know, a big dark night of the soul with postpartum and it was just a whole situation. And I think I was in this like fear-based addicted to the drive. And so this summer, I really sat with, okay, what's driving me? Who do I want to help? Who do I want to support? And what's so cool is immediately like these people like this fell right into my lap of like, oh, this is Molly and she's the founder of the soft business movement. I'm like, what? Great. Like, yes. And so it's like saying yes to that softening and saying yes to that questioning because I don't actually know what lies on the other side of this. I know that the workaholic sort of hyper driven, wounded around money person that got me here who I'm so grateful for Mm -hmm is not who's going to be on the other side of this. Like I know who she is. I know that she's coming. But being in that limbo, I think, for social is hard because I like to share from a place of like lesson learned or aha moment or witty hook. But I'm like, I don't have a witty hook to share. And what I'm finding is that realness is enough. Yeah. And I'd love to know from a real strategic standpoint, since you're an absolute expert on social, like what your advice is right now for somebody who wants to say, 
is this in service to soft business today? Mm-hmm. How does that look like in terms of like a strategic approach to what you're having your clients post and share on socials from a content standpoint and just like how often, you know, like mm-hmm. we don't want to be on that, like your disconnect to connect, like what is your actual time management look like with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, goodness. Okay, lots of things I want to say. First of all, I think that I am similar to you in the sense where, and this is a struggle for me too. I kind of, I mean, I don't have it all figured out. I am learning so much as I go through this as well. And that is a really hard thing for me as well, because I don't want to fake it on social media. And so if I am feeling overwhelmed in my real life, and pulled a million directions, I struggle to show up. Like you might see me disappear from my stories. You might see that maybe I don't show my face on stories. Like I, I'm like sharing all my secrets now. Yeah. All the tall tale signs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, because I don't want to get on stories when, you know, I just cried to my husband about something I'm overwhelmed with and I'm not going to get on stories and be like, hey, everyone, da, 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 da. You know, I can't. I can't do that. And it feels... It's not real. Yeah. It feels so... And again, I think it's like you said, like it comes back to caring about the community that we're building because I don't want to show up falsely to them. Like I want to be real. Like even this week, I've been putting a to-do list on my stories every morning. And I've had write my email newsletter every day and somebody slid up in my stories today and they're like, I love you just for putting that on your list every day and showing us that you've been like putting it off every day. I was like, I know, I know. Can you be my accountability partner? But like, yeah, that is definitely something for me too. like I and I have to be. I guess the friction I feel, which is not soft, and that's how I know it's something I need to work on, is the consistency and showing up versus maybe I need to step away and be okay with that too. Like figuring that out is important. Yeah. And I will say I never regret pulling away. It's never for long, but I never... I never regret it. I'm trying to think like, I don't think I've ever felt regret for that. So to me, that's a sign right there. It even feels softer when you say it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so that's like a big thing for me. I think I, when it comes to social media, I preach consistency in the sense of figure out what you can stick to, which kind of is, you know, listening to what I just said, but figure out what you can stick to and what feels good for you. Like if it is two posts a week, then there's your answer. That's how you show up on social media. If you are like, you know what? I really want to dig, you will get out what you put in. So you have to understand that. Like if you're going to put out five posts a week, you're going to have a different experience and outcome than someone who's putting in one or two a week. However, if that is what feels good and you're like, this is the piece that this is what I can commit to right now. That's your answer. That's how often you should show up on social media. And even like from a very strategic technical point of view, that is what Instagram is telling us. Like that is, you know, what is coming out of their mouths is that consistency and them saying this is how you should show up. That is the most important thing. And I think that like, you know, I just talked to somebody yesterday who was talking to me about one-on-one and she said, I hired this girl and she wanted me to do 90 days of posting and I posted a reel every day. She's like, I made it to 45, but then I just burned out and I couldn't do it anymore. And 45 reels every day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh And she said she wanted me to post every day at least. And I was like, oh, I was like, let's talk, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I think what the shift is that I'm maybe claiming or naming Mm -hmm. is the shift from just being like, 
supporting you in business to like supporting you holistically body mind business. So having somebody post 90 posts in 90 days is not supportive holistically. Yes. It is absolutely supportive compartmentalized when we look at how well that's going to do on your Instagram. Yeah. But what is that going to do to the rest of your life? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really about taking an Eastern approach and looking at our lives as a wheel Mm -hmm. and understanding that they all interact. And so obviously what we're doing and spending time doing on social media, that's going to affect the other parts of our wheel. And so I think what you named for me as a reminder is it's really different for everyone. Like you have to know, for me, the funniest way that I could think to show up after having COVID for 10 days and just having like the biggest dark month of the soul was to troll myself through memes. Mm -hmm. And people loved it. Yeah. I didn't have to post my face. I just said, happy dark night of the soul. I have COVID. My progressed mood is in Scorpio (laughs) to me, like sending love to you all. Yeah. You know, and it was enough. And so for me, that felt funny. It felt humorous. It felt light. It felt authentic because I wasn't trying to preach love and light. I also wasn't trying to bring people down with my baggage. And I think For me, the shadow side of social is like what I like to call, for lack of a better word, like sort of this trauma porn that people are wanting to constantly share from this space of like dumping their baggage. And the only thing I can equate it to is if you've ever gone to a yoga class and the teacher's having a bad day. And you leave and you just feel like you just got dumped on with like no solution. Mm -hmm. And now you have it. And I feel like for a lot of us, social media is like sort of scrolling through other people's baggage. And you have to sort of like have that protection up of like, this actually isn't mine. And yet other people like watching a car accident are so drawn to it. So the algorithm tells us, Mm -hmm. oh, like I'm going to get rewarded for bashing and complaining. And then I don't know, that part of it just breaks my heart Mm -hmm. because there's a time and place for that kind of authenticity. But I think For us as people who are wanting to build audiences, for people listening who are not wanting to just use social media to document, you know, their day-to-day life, like how sort of Facebook feels like, you know, in 2006, where I was like uploading an album like for every weekend, like to document my life. And it's very different for us as business owners. Now, there's elements of our personal life that we share. That's a strong pillar of content that I like to share. That's how we build trust, earn really strong relationships. But at the same time, I feel we have a responsibility with our platforms to have that sense of like, is this in devotion to my audience? Is this in service to them? Mm -hmm. Is this coming from a place of inspiration? Like, where am I sharing this from? And like, what does that line look like, especially in soft business? Because I know for me, there's definitely times where I've had to like mute or take time off social just because seeing the baggage and the projection from other people, I'm like, wait, I don't even feel this way. (laughs) Like, this isn't even how I feel about this. And so it's such a paradox that I live in because it's such an important part of my work. Yeah. I think too, like I am all for vulnerability because I think like it is a gift to others when we're willing to be vulnerable. And like, I'm the kind of person where if I feel like a sense of trust or a sense of connection, like I will go first, (laughs) like I will go there with people. But I think like on social media, 
you're right. Like it can become this thing that gets the views or, you know, and I think you have to ask yourself, like, are you being vulnerable and sharing in a way that people can participate in it with you? Or are they just sitting back and watching you? And I think if that's your answer, that they're just watching you be vulnerable, then you're not doing anything to serve your audience because it's just everybody watching the train wreck essentially happening. But if you can share in a way that is allowing them to participate in it, to feel seen, then you are, then that's in service. And that is a wonderful way to be vulnerable on social media for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is just, I can't think of better advice. Mm -hmm. To just support everything that we've been talking about, because I too am such a big believer. I mean, and it shows, I mean, statistically, my top podcast episode is my birth story. You know, I shared. Yeah. But after the fact, from a place of like healing and what do I want to share and what feels supportive instead of just like listening to my story, where can people insert themselves Mm -hmm. into my story and feel seen and feel connected to me in a deeper way? And so, I just think it's about being really intentional with the space that we take up in the airwaves. Mm -hmm. I think that's what I've been thinking about a lot this week is as somebody who has a podcast, I'm writing emails regularly. Somebody, I mean, my reel told me that my 12 second reel I posted yesterday has been watched for a total of seven hours. I'm like, okay, I'm taking up space Mm -hmm. in the ethers. And there's a lot of noise out there. How can I be like so intentional, Mm -hmm. so supportive, so in service and so like in protection to my energies and boundaries, like what you're saying in the midst of all of this. And I think it's just going to look different for each person. So as a strategist, there's no one quick answer to say, well, if you post this amount a week and if you're feeling this way, share vulnerably. Like again, it's like at that intersection of the heart. One vulnerable post a week, one sales post, one. Yeah, there's no formula. (laughs) Yeah. And next week you're going to have a breakdown and share about that. No. Exactly. Then you're going to launch something new. Yeah. (laughs) It's really important to talk about and I'm just really grateful that you're leading these conversations. And my real question for you is my new prayer for myself after meeting you and hearing you. And I just downloaded your workbook and I'm sort of really diving into this soft business movement with you is really how can I be more in service to or sit back and think, is this in service to soft business? Like, does this feel like soft business? Because right when you said like there's friction there and that's not soft business, like that's such a great like checkpoint. And so that's definitely going to be my prayer for myself is to just remember to ask myself, like, does this feel in service to softening in my business? And how can I unpack that? My question for you is for people who discover you through this pod or who find you on socials, what is your prayer or wish for the people that come through your world and touch your products Mm -hmm. and get to absorb your energy? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. I think, honestly... I have two things I think in particular. One I think is that, and this is something in my own life that I am constantly working through, is that you, and it's, you know, it is cliche, like I don't, even as the words are about to come out of my mouth, but it is so needed to hear like you exactly as you are without any tweaks or changes to you are the person that somebody else needs in their life. And what you say is perfect. And 
what they need to hear. And so we just need like more of you. And I think too, when you like talking about this journey and finding soft and and seeing what that looks like, like when you take the time to sort of figure out what's important to you and what you value and how you want to show up in your work, in your life, online, on Instagram, when you feel that alignment, I think is when it feels good. Like that is like what soft is to me because it's just this like, I don't care so much. I mean, yes, I will geek out over an algorithm, but I don't care that much because I care more about the people. And I care more that like, if it's five people hearing what I have to say, then those are the five people that need to hear it. So I think for me, like just that permission to show up as you are and who you are and allow people to witness that, like say that to women so often, I'm like, I just want more of you. Like I'm sitting here talking to you. I want more of you. Like I want to know you more. I want to see more of this. Like you, I see them light up. I see them fall into like a sweet space. And that's what I want for everyone. Like I want them to know the like groundedness and the softness of finding that space where you are showing up for you. You are showing up with a purpose and it has meaning to you. And it's not just showing up to show up, but it has that feeling of coming from like deep within you and your heart. Like that is an amazing shift. And when that happens and you find that, it's almost like all the other things sort of become fall to the wayside. Like they become less stressful. They become, there's less to worry about. Like that is what I want. I want people to experience that for sure. Well, thank you for leading the way because I really feel like as a millennial that was really raised in the hustle culture, Mm -hmm. like the boss babe culture is what I was told was cool. Yeah. And turns out I'm really good at that. (laughs) So I got really successful really quick. And now all of the boss babes are burnt out living in Europe. And I'm like, wait, And so there's another way and it's soft and it's possible and we just haven't had a lot of guides and in showing us this more feminine way of being and living and it's definitely the medicine, it's definitely the answer. So for more Molly, give us all the calls to action. Obviously, I'll have all the good stuff in the show notes, but where do you want people to go? I'm excited about this workbook, so I'd love for you to talk about that and then this will be out before your next launch. So if you want to talk about that too. Okay, awesome. Yes, I have a workbook on my website that I poured my heart into. (laughs) It's beautiful. It's so good. It's called Defining Soft in Your Life and Work. And it really kind of walks people through like the model of soft and how you sort of uncover all of those things for yourself. I have something called Soft Business School. I will tell you, like I was saying this yesterday, I believe in this so deeply, like never have I created something in my business that I am like, this is it. I want everyone to experience this and to learn these things. Like it is so good, so important. The women who are going through it right now are blowing me away. Like it is such good work and it's so important and it's helping them feel more grounded and aligned. Like it is heart and it is strategy. Like it is both things together. So Mm. that'll open up again in January of next year. So those are two really good things. I have Instagram community where it's really like Instagram strategy, but it is with like, I do all things soft. (laughs) So even though it is Instagram and strategy and really practical it really comes with that balance and perspective sort of laid over it. So yeah, those are the biggies. I work with people one-on-one, but you know, those in particular, those two programs are really where my heart is, especially Soft Business School. 
Yeah. I can't wait to check it out. And I think everyone should. I'm excited to talk to you offline yeah. about how we can share this more with my community. So I just appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being here. I know this was like on the schedule, off the schedule. I got sick. I traveled. And I just like believe so <laughs> deeply in timing. And so as always, perfect timing. Yeah. Um. So I just appreciate your time so much. Thank you. This was wonderful. Thanks, Krista. And for everybody listening, let's soften. Let's have this be a moving prayer together and hold each other accountable in this way. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being here. And until next time, keep growing.